Welcome to The Versatile Writer, the podcast that aims to provide help and support for like-minded writers. I'm recording this next to an open window in a very sunny and warm United Kingdom, so you may hear traffic or birds chirping and flying. This isn't one of those ultra-polished podcasts. Not that they're a problem, I just don't have the time or energy to produce that kind. This is more raw and real, like writing can be. I've called this episode Thinking Creatively Through Photos. To be honest with you, I changed it a few times since I wanted to say one thing, but that seems to have morphed into something else. Isn't that always the way? Therefore, the title needed to be altered and tweaked. Originally, the title was Cheering Yourself On, but then the content didn't match, so I changed it. My process for creating the versatile writer is such that I either come up with the title or the content and work the best around it. However, if during the writing of it, it alters, it needs a title to reflect that. If you follow me on social media, you may know that I use a lot of photos to promote and market my books, my services, my podcast and my everything. Photos are a great way to get across your message, but even more importantly, photos are a way to stop potential clients from scrolling away. If they see an interesting or intriguing image, they may stop to read, and reading further is what I want them to do. So, the photo will grab their attention and hopefully the content will keep them reading. If all those go to plan, they may well want to know more about my business or my books and make that all-important decision to buy from me. You could argue that there's much more involved with marketing and promotion, and you'd probably be right. But for those of us who are visually driven, that is, enjoy looking at pictures, and happy for those pictures to drive our actions, then using photos is a simple, productive and creative method. In the very rare instances that I don't use my own photos for marketing, I will always credit the photographer. And don't forget that using others' pictures without consent is plagiarism. And let's face it, nobody wants to be that person. I pretty much will always have my phone on me. Phones nowadays have good cameras on them. If I'm going out walking, however, I'll probably be taking my Canon camera with me. It's a pocket-sized camera, but it has super-duper stuff going on inside that captures great pictures. And all you need to do is point and shoot. I'm not great with tech and don't enjoy it, so the least I have to do, the better. The point to this episode is not really about what equipment to use to take photos, but more about how to think creatively through photos. That is, know roughly what you want to say, and to use a picture to illustrate, emphasise and reinforce that message. When you're in business, you need to be constantly promoting and marketing yourself and your wares. But that doesn't need to be a miserable activity. In fact, you can make it quite fun. I'd like to think that, on my better days, I'm a quirky, friendly and fun-loving writer who loves to share my passions of writing and stories. Stories, of course, don't have to be all about books. They are stories in life, in movies, in relationships, everywhere. It's about finding that story and making it work for you. I hope that the quirky, thoughtful personality comes through in my pictures. I tend to use both colour and black and white, depending on the subject. Of course, a sunset won't look as good in black and white, just as a moody, atmospheric forest might not look as good in colour. I'm a lot of things. (laughs) I'm sure you're going to say that too. But I'm an indie author, I'm a business owner, I'm a freelance writer, a podcaster, I'm a very creative person, 
Outside of work, however, I indulge in a lot of other creative hobbies, including photography. I indulge in needlecraft, making jewellery, abstract painting and loads more things. Using all these skills, I can mostly do all my own promotional and marketing work. I recently attended a webinar from a PR person who's brilliant at it. The webinar taught me things I didn't realise I needed. But then, what's the saying? You don't know what you don't know. The thing is, sure, we can all do a lot more to market and promote our books or services. But do we have the time, energy and money needed? Of course, we ought to have the motivation if we want to be a success. In this webinar, I was reminded of a few things I already do. And what heartened me was that this big PR person highlighted all the things I was already doing. As with anything in life, if you throw money at it, you can make something bigger, better, more polished, greater. You get the gist. But sometimes you don't need money to do it. And thank goodness for that, because we don't all have it. Sometimes just thinking creatively is all you need to do to get the message across. So, with that in mind... Here's five low-budget or no-budget ideas to help you with your own marketing. Some of these were also echoed in that webinar. Number one, create daily blog posts on social media. You can schedule them using Facebook and populate Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn. Those are the ones I use, but of course there are quite a lot of others nowadays. It's easy to get pulled into using so many of them, which also takes up time. But try to use them for your benefit rather than get sucked into everything. Remember, unless you tell the world, nobody knows what you do or what you've got for sale exists. Use photos to draw them in the eye and get them reading with your content. If you don't want to or cannot link directly to the product, always ensure that at least your website address is on the post. Schedule posts for a week or a month ahead of time too. That couple of hours to bog schedule will help as the days go on. My admin day is Monday, and if that's a bank holiday, then it's the first day back at work. As a self-employed person, I get to choose which days I do what, unless I'm working to a deadline with a project, but generally that's how I do it. Therefore, if I'm feeling particularly creative, I'll gather a bunch of photos and write content for them, and either add my website link or link to the post or service I'm highlighting. Having that specific time set aside for admin is good in two ways. One, it generally eases me into the week. And two, it ensures that all the admin is assigned a time for completion. Collecting photos all the time means I have a vast library of digital images. I also have a physical one too, but the digital images are easy to access, making marketing a relative doddle. Which brings me nicely to number two. Don't forget that photos act as metaphors. It can be really helpful to strengthen getting your point across. Lots of people react to pictures more than just text. So get your camera out and start snapping your metaphors. <laughs> For instance, look at nature from the point of view of blogging. A dandelion seed head might speak of time. Half a dandelion seed head might suggest time is running out. If you have a time-sensitive offer running, then that would be a good image to use. I recently saw a dandelion in full bloom and alone in a bed of brambles and it instantly spoke to me about how I feel at times, trying to shine brightly when the world is so prickly. This one is not quite so upbeat and quirky but serves as a philosophical image for others who might be feeling similarly. Let's say you did post that picture, it would be left to your choice of wording to engage with others. 
Something like, are you trying to shine in a prickly world? Join others who feel the same at XYZ event and shine together. A recent set of photos of my shoes in different positions made into a collage gained some traction on social media. I used the image to suggest how your main character might kick off their shoes at night. Might they be left perfectly well, neatly together? Or perhaps landing near its partner on the floor but not quite near enough? The suggestion being that if, you're, if you know the kind of personality your main character has through how they leave their shoes, then these tiny details will show in your story. This was then linked back to one of the courses I offer, getting to know your main character. Symbolism is great in photos too. Dried flowers might suggest a romance that has lost its bloom, which can be li linked back to your bittersweet novel. Daisies might be saying as fresh as a daisy with regard to the newest chapter just finished in your work in progress. Use pictures to help say what you want, but without saying it. Subtext is everything. If it's a little obscure or vague, maybe add some words to explain the link. Number three, reread an older story you've written and write its sequel. I love this. We do get caught up in our stories and if you're anything like me, once the story's over, you're exhausted. Later though, possibly even years, you'll reread it and discover there was a line or two that prompts another story. And voila, a sequel. You can use this sequel as a marketing tool to highlight the first story and, again, once the second is complete, there's now two opportunities to highlight yourself to your audience. So where does the photo suggestion come in? I'm glad you asked. Use photos to help your thought process to write the story. Perhaps your characters are out for the day, a picnic in a wild flower meadow or a beach scene. Perhaps you've taken photos over the years that can help the imagery in your mind go wild. Just let it happen. Number four, massage my ego. Yes, I said it. There are times when you find yourself standing in a queue and you get talking to the other people who are also waiting. Sometimes they ask what you do for a living. I tell them I'm a writer. Nine out of ten times, that prompt is enough for them to bombard me with an onslaught of questions. What do I write? How long have I been writing? Am I published? Am I famous? Will they have heard of me? Might they have read my books? What got me into writing in the first place? Have I always been interested in writing? Do I enjoy reading? Who's my favourite author? And the list goes on. I've even had the most embarrassing question to date. How much do you earn? Yep. Let's not go there. I mean, how rude. But on the whole, people are usually excited by my occupation and I feel quite important, if only for half a minute, but I'll take it. And if you mention to them you're on social media, maybe they'll look you up. M mention your website too. If you're not into business cards like me, try another method to share your details. Business cards tend to get lost or overlooked, but I've discovered that so many people need a pen. I've been carrying a bunch of pens in my bag for a while since before lockdown and each has my website printed on it. I replenish the bunch too, quite frequently. People might look at the site and buy your stuff. And even if they don't, hey, you did a good thing by giving somebody a gift. Number five, remind yourself you've got some great new ideas that need pursuing. It's all too easy to run out of steam. But when you've got the energy, you have to grab it and run with the story idea, developing it for all you're worth. Go through your notepad of all the ideas you once jotted down to see what strikes you as appealing now. 
Maybe create an ideas box that gathers all the items you think are interesting in some way and use them as props within your story. Why not create a physical scrapbook of all those pictures you cut out of magazines over the years? I began doing this in my late teens and early 20s. It does sound a little old-fashioned now, but it actually still works. And because it's physical and it's tactile, it has a different effect on you. I have at least three A4 scrapbooks of pictures of actors I like the look of for a story. Remember, and I've said this a ton of times on The Versatile Writer, you're not naming the actor, you're using your perception of that actor or character they played. It's all okay. For visual stimulation, it is really helpful. Another thing that the PR person mentioned was that courses are really helpful. I run half a dozen courses that used to be presented in person, then, after COVID hit, were adapted to be delivered online. Adaption and diversification can be really good tools. If you're interested in this kind of personal or professional development, why not check mine out on loveofbooks.co.uk. My current courses are Finding Inspiration for Creative Writing, Getting to Know Your Main Character, From Acorn to Oak for Fiction, From Acorn to Oak for Nonfiction, Editing for Beginners, and Writing Relationships Successfully. You can discover these courses and many more services on loveofbooks.co.uk. To end today's episode, I wanted to add that thinking creatively through photos isn't only about selling our wares and books, sometimes it's all about self-care. Taking photos of yourself, selfies, reminds us that we're worth capturing on film. We can give ourselves a massive, you're doing fab hug, because hearing it from our own lips seems to give the words a different meaning So you promote you for all your worth and use photos to do it. Until next time, thank you for listening to this episode of The Versatile Writer on the topic of thinking creatively through photos.